the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bible is not always what you want to hear, but it's always what you need to hear. Why? Because it'll drive you to a place of repentance. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Well, today we're going to be in Psalm 49. I entitled this message, A Shelf Life. Yes, everything this side of heaven has a shelf life. All the food we buy is all stamped with an expiration date. That is, except for the things like white rice and honey, But almost everything else has a shelf life, like milk lasts about a week. Meat products and eggs are not much longer than that. Unless we freeze them, then we can extend their shelf life. But the reality is, most things in life simply do not last. And it's not just food, it's literally everything. Nothing we can buy lasts. I remember buying my wife our first washer and dryer. This is decades ago, and I thought, great, well, I'll never have to do that again, but here I am, and between wearing them out, buying a nicer version, or just moving and having to replace them, we are on like our seven new washer and dryer units, and the same goes for microwaves, food processors, toaster ovens. I can't tell you how many vacuums I've bought. You know, then we can move on to other things like water heaters. You know, our last house that we had, we lived in it for like, I don't know, 10 years, but it was cursed of water heaters. I had to replace that water heater four times in 10 years. How can that be? Well, I can't answer that. I have no idea, but I can tell you this, it happened. And what about cars? We buy a new car and we love it. Then after a few years, a few burritos that dripped on the seat, a few door dents, replacing the tires, battery, brakes, water pump, and alternator, we lose our love affair with that car and we're ready for a new one. Yes, the point is this. Nothing seems to last. We wear out our clothes. We wear out our shoes. Tools break. Kitchen utensils wear out. Is there nothing sacred? No, (laughs) even we will wear out, you know, everything. Yes, as you know, even one day, we also will wear out. We, our bodies, every man, every woman has a shelf life. We all have a time frame in which we will live on this side of heaven. Psalm 139 says that God formed us in our mother's wombs, and it said that he knew all of our days before we had one of them. Then all humanity is told this fact, and it's a pretty, you know, straight-up fact. It says in Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed for every man and every woman to die once, and after this comes judgment. Wow, that's a pretty amazing statistic, is it not? 
one out of every one person dies. Yes, there is an appointed day when we will die. And we're not told exactly what day that is. Nobody is. For some, we'll live longer than others. But none of us knows how many days we have. But the Bible has a lot to say about our life and how we are to live in the here and now. And with that as a backdrop, as we look here into the book of Psalms, we will consider this point. Why fear? As we read in Psalm 49. Now, if you're driving in a car right now, listening on the radio, you keep your eyes on the road and I'll do the reading. But this is what it says in Psalm 49 Starting with verse 1, it says, Hear this, all peoples, give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth will speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart will be understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will express my riddle on a harp. Why should I fear in days of adversity when the iniquity of my foes surround me? Even those who trust in their wealth will boast in the abundance of their riches. Well, let's stop there for a minute. I think that's kind of a mouthful, don't you think? See, we don't have any background for this psalm, Psalm 49. It's known as a orphan psalm, but it's also known as a psalm of wisdom. It reminds us of what we would read in a book like Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, where Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, shares the wisdom that God filled him with. Yes, this is a psalm that is filled with the wisdom of God. For all of us who dwell on the earth, it mainly deals the one indisputable fact that faces all mankind, and that is death. It deals with death. So every person should give heed to the words of this wisdom that are spoken to us. That's why he said in verse 1, give ear all peoples, not some people, like, hey, some of you are going to get out of this without dying. No, he said all people, all the inhabitants of the world, for nobody can escape death. That's why he said in verse 2, both low and high, rich and poor, because wherever we find ourselves in life, whether we're popular are not so popular, wealthy, or just getting by. None of us can escape the inevitable. We will all die one day. So this psalm is speaking wisdom to everybody. Therefore, all of us should listen. And I love what it says right before he gets to the main text in verse 5. He asks the question, Why should I fear in the days of adversity? Now, that's a question that every person on planet Earth should be asking, you know, because there's two different responses that will come from that question. For the non-believer, he doesn't have a good reason not to fear. Of course I'm fearing. Look at everything that's happening around us in our world today. For we live in a world that's filled with uncertainty. How do we know if we're going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time? Just a couple weeks ago, three LAPD officers were shot. Thank God that all three of them are in stable condition. We just had two Americans killed in Mexico, what, a couple weeks ago. You know, we have wickedness flourishing in all major cities. So, yes, there's a lot of fear that's residing in the hearts of Americans today. But there's a difference in the life of a true believer. 
It's not that we couldn't fall prey to what's happening in our culture all around us. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 45, he says, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven, for he causes son, the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So it's like we're all subject to whatever's happening around us right now and sunny Southern California. It's not so sunny Southern California. In fact, it's pouring rain as I was coming into the radio station here today. Yes, believers in life as well as non-believers are all subject to the weather. We all have to face storms in life. We all have to face hardships and difficulties. But as sons and daughters of God, see, this is the difference. We are commanded not to fear. But why? Again, we're all surrounded with the same stuff that's happening around us, carjackings, shootings. There is so much creepy stuff that's happening in America today because of this administration that has weakened us on every aspect of life that you could imagine. And But here's the difference. For the believer, we have the Lord. Let me share a few verses with you why we do not have to fear. I love what it says in Proverbs 3.25. It says, do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Here's another verse, because the Lord is our confidence when we focus on him. We're told in Isaiah 26.3, the steadfast of mine will keep He will keep in perfect peace. God will keep us in perfect peace because he who you and me trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord forever. For in God, the Lord, we have an everlasting rock, not a temporary rock, not a rock that's there occasionally. No, we have an everlasting rock. He is a shield. He's a shelter to us. Notice when we focus on the Lord, we take all of our cares to him in prayer. When we do that, He will keep us in perfect peace. Why? Well, it's it because we trust in him. Why? Because he's our everlasting rock. We're told in Mark 6 that the disciples were in a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Now, Jesus had told them to get in the boat and go to the other side. But the problem was a storm broke out while they were in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. And they were straining at the oars, it says. They were straining to move because the wind was blowing them back. And in the midst of the storm, it says that Jesus was walking on the water and he acted as if he would walk by them. But then they thought it was a ghost. And the Bible says that Jesus intended to just keep on going, but but why? Well, they were at obvious peril, were they not? Yet Jesus waited until they got to the end of themselves before he tried to help them. The Bible says he was praying, and they were straining at the oars for hours upon hours. I wonder if Jesus is waiting for any of us to get to the end of ourselves. See, they were straining at the oars, meaning they kept rowing like, hey, we're going to get ourselves out of this. Hey, we're going to pull up our own bootstraps. We're going to make it happen on our own. But I wonder if we're doing the same thing in whatever issues are pressing us today, in the midst of whatever that storm might be that you're facing right now. For his desire, Jesus' desire is for us to embrace him and to not be fearful and afraid. Let me ask you. Are you fearful and afraid about something right now? 
I mean, fearful. I mean, it's, you're, you're waking up with it. You're going to bed with it. Remember, when fear engulfs us, that is not of God. We're told in 1 John 4, 18, there is no love in fear, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. Now, we've gone over several verses here thus far in our study. Now, why do we do that? It's because here at Core Church Los Angeles, we are just committed to teaching the truth of God's Word. I don't want to give a bunch of little platitudes and all these little things and cute little sayings and cute little quotes and all of this. I want to use the Word of God to encourage you because it's the Word of God that changes our life. It's the Word of God that comes inside of us and gives us hope for tomorrow. It's the Word of God that breeds hope inside of you and me. I think about Some people that are just kicked down in life and just thinking, I'm never going to become anything. I have failed at so many things. I have failed at this and I have failed at that. I'm failing in my marriage. I'm failing as a parent. I'm failing as a single. I'm just failing at my job. I'm I'm failing in so many areas. But yet, the Bible tells us in Philippians 1.6, he says that we can be confident. That word confident means that we can boldly know. He said, we are confident of this very thing that he, who, God, is able and will do a work inside of you and me until the day that we go home to him. We can be confident of this very thing that he which began a good work in us is going to complete it. God started a work in us when we first came to him. Now, maybe you kind of had it all together in life and many things and many aspects of your life were together. But many of us, like myself, when I came to know Christ, oh my goodness, I was falling apart at the seams. I felt like I had to reach up to touch the bottom. So it's like, man, God started one issue at a time, taking this sin issue out and that sin issue out and starting to mold and shape me into who he wanted me to be. And how did all that happen? It was through the teaching of the word of God. I love what David said in Psalm 119. He says, how can a young man keep his way pure? What a great question, David. In fact, not only how can a young man keep his way pure, how can a young woman, how can a middle-aged man, a middle-aged woman, how can an older woman or an older man keep their way pure living in this world of wickedness? Well, he answers the question. He says, by keeping it according to thy word, thy word have I treasured in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I love what Job said in Job twenty three twelve. He says, I have not departed from the command of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Wow, that is incredible. This is what God wants to do in our life. But it can only happen as we marry his word. When I say marry his word, meaning to become a true disciple of Christ, a true follower of Christ, we must be committed to reading his word and allowing his word to have a perfect work in our lives. So the question is, are you doing that? Are you picking up the word of God every day? Look, I have things to do today. I had to come into the radio station and record this message today. But guess what happens first? I sit down with my bowl of cereal every morning and I open my Bible and I read his word. I want his word to just come into my soul. I want to be encouraged by his word every single day. Remember, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
So my question to you is, are you going to church, number one? I still talk to people who have not got back into the groove of going to church since COVID. Do you realize that COVID hit us three years ago? Three years ago. We're like on the third year anniversary right now. And it's like I, we went through the whole thing, the mass, the, the shutdown, the whatever. Although we at Core Church Los Angeles didn't shut down. We stayed open the whole time. But the point is, like, you haven't gone back to church yet? Are you serious? Hey, don't judge me, bro. Hey, okay. Listen, the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of the brethren. Get back in the church. And if you're anywhere around Los Angeles, I mean, I'm talking like within an hour, would you get in your car? Would you drive? We're right off the 10 freeway that cuts through the center of L.A. We're right on the busiest street north and south of all of L.A. 90,000 cars a week go by, not a week, a day go by in front of our church. And so it's like I invite you to come. We have three services on Sunday morning, 830, 1030, and 1230. It's Sunday. There's no traffic. Come early. Miss the traffic. But get plugged into a fellowship where you can grow as a man or woman of God, get plugged in where you can grow. Listen, if you're going to a church and it's stale and it's dull and it's boring, guess what? God's not stale. He's not boring. And, 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 and he is not dull. So if you're in a church like that, get out of that church. Now, on the other hand, if you're going to a church and you get stimulated in your faith, you go up to your pastor this Sunday and you say, Pastor, thank you for teaching me the word because I always am encouraged when I come here. And if you're not going to that place, you can check us out at corechurchla.org. Now, if you're back on the East Coast listening on one of our 19 stations back there, you can always download our free app. Just go to the App Store and just download, you know, Core Church Los Angeles. It takes like, oh, let me see, uh, 30 seconds. And there's literally hundreds of video messages on there that you can watch that will encourage you. The worship's on there and you can be uplifted plus there's a place that you can click on to watch live. You know, I usually teach our midweek study, but I had to go to an LAPD event. Uh, I'm an LAPD chaplain. And so I went to the event. Well, I got out a little earlier than I anticipated, and it was like 830. And I'm thinking, oh, gee, our midweek study is going on right now. So I just I'm driving in my car. I pull up her app. I hit the watch the live service. And there was my administrative pastor, Shannon. There he was. He was just teaching the word right there. So I just had it on while I drove home and got to catch the tail end of his message. And it was uh, such a blessing. So download that free app. Look, if you hate it, delete it. It costs you nothing. But anyway, getting back here to our message. See, when we fear the Lord and we reverence him, When we submit to him, when we obey the word of God, then we will fear nothing else. Because some people say, what do you mean? I don't want to, what do you mean fear the Lord? It's like, I don't want to have to fear some God, you know, my God, you would never have to fear. Well, then your God is not the God of the Bible because we need to fear the Lord. And that means to reverence him. It means to submit to him. It means to obey him. And it also means to fear him. Because if we don't follow him and we don't receive him as our Lord and Savior, we will have to face judgment for our own sin. Not for anything that anyone else did. You'll just have to answer for what you did. And think about that. The Bible says everything that you've said in the dark will be heard in the light. 
And everything that you've whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops of heaven. Listen, that will send shockwaves down your spine, not in a good way. I mean, think about that. Everything that nobody else knows about you, all the things you do in secret, everything that you think about, fantasy island in your mind. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we fear the Lord because we know that we're going to stand in judgment with him. But as a believer, we reverence him. We honor him. And guess what? He's also our daddy in heaven. Yes. Yeah. For those that don't fear the Lord, though, and they don't reverence him and they don't submit or obey to his word. Guess what? You will fear everything else in life, everything else in life. And there's a lot to fear in this world. I mean, think about it right now. I mean, you're just asking here from your perspective, what is not broken in our world right now? I mean, we have a broken economy. We have inflation that's out of control. We have a broken judicial system that doesn't take criminals and prosecute them. You know, we've minimized the laws. We minimize any kind of punishment to people. And we think that this is going to help crime. Has it helped crime? Absolutely not. Crime has increased. So what have we learned by this little test of, well, let's let people off easy. Let's not really convict them. Let's not send them to jail. So has this caused all of our crime in America to be lowered? No, it's in double-digit increases in every aspect. So you would think, well, if that plan didn't work, maybe we shouldn't do that plan anymore. Oh, but not us. Oh, not in America, not in the country that has rejected the God that created them, not in this country that has rejected God's word, not in this country that has rejected prayer in schools and having any kind of scripture written on the wall anywhere. Oh, no, not in this country. If it doesn't work, we just hammer down and keep doing the same thing that doesn't work. That's why we are sitting here with a 30, almost $32 trillion debt and and just things happening That are just like, who would have thought we got banks collapsing now around us? I mean, how strong is our financial system? Like, oh, my goodness. Insight. So it's like to fear the Lord, to get back to do what he says to do. Oh, my goodness. That is the only hope for America. And until that happens, we're going to continue to get worse. We're not going to get better. We're going to get worse. But for the believer, oh, my goodness, we can have peace in the midst of all the horrible things that are happening. This is why Jesus said in John 16, he says, these things I've spoken to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You're going to have tribulation, hardships, difficult times. Hurricanes will come. Tsunamis will happen. But be of good cheer. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Wow. Have you embraced him like truly embraced him? I wonder if there's any that are listening right now that are maybe not a believer. Maybe you hate me right now. Maybe you're like, I don't even like anything you're saying. Well, okay, that's fine. Don't like me. But, you know, it's the Word of God. You know, the Bible, you know, is not always what you want to hear, but it's always what you need to hear. Why? Because it'll drive you to a place of repentance. And if there's anyone listening right now, maybe you're a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter and you need to get right with the Lord, don't let another moment go by without getting right with the Lord. And this is your moment right now. Don't miss it. I don't care where you've been. I don't care how bad you failed. If you want to get right with the Lord, he is so loving, so kind that he knows everything about you. And yet he'll still forgive you. 
because that's how much he loves you. But you must come to him and you must say, God, I'm sorry. And if you're willing to do that, then you pray this prayer right now and the Lord will forgive you of whatever you've done as long as you're sincere in your heart. If that's you, you pray this now. Lord Jesus, please forgive me. God, you know who I am, but I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again from the dead after they buried you. Come into my life. Be my Lord, be my God, be my Savior, and be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. If you just prayed that prayer, I want to send you some materials that will help you and encourage you in this walking relationship with God. Uh, a Bible that has about 50 pages on the up front talking about how to walk with the Lord. Uh, I'll send you these for free because there's other people that help support us. So you can text me at 323-807-3255. That's 323-807-3255. Or you can just simply email me at Bible at corechurch.com. And listen. May the Lord God bless the rest of your day. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA all one word to 77977. You can also get via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.